What's going on, wrestling fans? Welcome to episode number 410 of the Smart Gun Moment Smack Talk Podcast. Hot tags of the week. It's real hot down here. I'm actually sweating, and I'm ready to talk about some of the current events, rumors, news, gossip, and everything else that went down in the world of professional wrestling over the past few days. I am Tony Mango. I've got with me Robert Felice. What is up, wrestling fans? And I said it because Tony didn't, so... What did I say? You said, what's going on, wrestling fans? Oh, look at that. I'm just very, very slightly switching it up in my subconscious. (laughs) Well, I said it for you because I didn't feel right otherwise. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what is up, wrestling fans? Make sure you tell us what's up by leaving a comment below. And if you're on the iTunes or Stitcher or Google Play or Spotify or any of the audio-only feeds, you can't leave a comment. Womp womp. So head on over to YouTube. While you're over there, if you haven't subscribed already, hit that subscribe button, ring that little bell for notifications, like the video, tell us what you think about all these hot tags and anything else that you want to chime in about. Maybe you didn't get a chance to complain about what happened at Hell in a Cell and you want to talk more about that, go over to the Hell in a Cell thing. We're not going to talk as much about that. We might filter into some of our discussion, but that's not our main goal here. Our main goal is to talk about everything else from before and after it that we haven't covered yet. At least the stuff that we care about. So, the first thing I want to talk about is the thing that's the oldest from this, which is the premiere of WWE The Bump. Now, you did not get a chance to check this out, but I'm going to fill you in, because I'm pretty sure that nobody had a chance to check this out. But I did, because what the hell else am I going to do other than work 24 hours a day? (laughs) So, The Bump, what this is, is very reminiscent of, like, the types of shows that you would have seen in like the the late nineties where it's somewhat of like a good morning America meets TRL type of thing. Now really? it's not total request live in the sense of being like, and then we're going to go to this music video because they don't really do anything like that, but it's Caleb Braxton and three other people. There, there was like, there was like 20 people. That's just the, one of the weird things about it. It's Caleb Braxton and Matt camp and, Dan Volmeyer and Evan Mack. Those are the primary four. Then there's Ryan Popola on the side with a bunch of people standing around and sitting around him that didn't really say anything or do anything. So I'm not entirely sure what the hell the purpose is for those people. I don't know if they're like all checking Twitter and Facebook and seeing like reactions to things to kind of feed into and be like, hey, why don't you talk about this or something? Because they didn't really seem to do anything. But what this show was, other than a complete waste of time, uh, at least for me, maybe somebody likes it, you know, whatever, to each their own. It was essentially Caleb Braxton runs down some of the hot topics that's happening over the course of WWE and promotes some of the things that are coming up. And they talk about it as if they're allowed to be smarks, but not fully allowed to do it. So it's like the neutered version of what a network version of Smack Talk would be, but only about WWE and only about the topics that they want to talk about. Picture kind it being of fun. well, picture it being like this. These were the topics that they went down with. They had Seth Rollins come in, and they were like, "Hey, Seth, like you're gonna fight Bray and whatever." And he was like, "Yeah, yeah, you know." And they were like, "Well, we've got your NXT Championship that you originally won. Here you go. Like you can hold on to that." Also, we've got Adam Cole. He's Skyping in. And then they were having, like, issues where, like, Rollins couldn't hear Cole. 
And yeah. they were they were basically like, so like NXT is doing great on USA. Congrats and hey, congrats on you being champion too. And let's like you know congratulate each other. And all right, well see you later, everybody. And they had Charlotte, and they were just like, so Charlotte, are you gonna win against uh, Bailey? And she's like, yeah. And NXT's great, isn't it? And it's like, it's really like there's no point in watching it unless you just have it on in the background because. If you don't like the people that are on there, which, for instance, one of them is Mackenzie Mitchell. She didn't do a single thing on the entire show, so I have no idea what her personality is. It's essentially Matt Camp is, I guess, like the straight man of the bunch. Like he was asking the questions that seemed to be a little bit more like what WWE would have wanted. Other than Kayla, Kayla's like running the ship. Evan Mack is there to kind of put himself over a little bit. Like he's the one with the personality and he's the one that's kind of like, well, let me interrupt you real quick so I can give you this kind of opinion. And I'm going to toss out these catchphrases and stuff. I get the feeling that Evan Mack wants to take this as like a launching pad. And Dan Volmeyer is like the type that, uh, I I think if you would have wanted to punch anybody in the face, it'd be Dan Volmeyer. (laughs) Like he's the one that Seth Rollins kept saying Dan Voldemort and whatever it's not something i would recommend anybody to check out and maybe this is just a matter of their first week and they haven't gotten into the rhythm of anything but i thought that this was just a complete waste of time for the most part so is the bump a wednesday morning tuesday night ends? it's hard to kind of draw the comparison like that it's it's very much like the view or like any of those types of shows. I don't even know what some of them are. Is the view even a thing anymore? It shouldn't be. It is still a thing. I think uh did they have one of the full house girls on there? Ugh, God knows. But like it's that type of thing. It's like, well, let's have this variety of personalities and they can all sit around a coffee table and they can all have WWE memorabilia behind them and we're such big fans, guys. We can talk about wrestling like you guys, but they obviously can't because it's like you're not going to have Evan Mack be like, yo, you know, it's fucking stupid. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so it's a little less scripted than what I mean, it's not scripted, but it's like it's a little less. Let's push you in the direction of exactly what we want you to say. But at the same time, it is still kind of like these are the topics we want you to do. And, you know, it's just. It's just kind of one of those things. I say skip it if you do not feel like that's your type of show. Watch it one time, maybe, just to get a feel of it. For me, it's not something that I think that I'm going to tune in every single week. I feel like it's kind of a, a more obnoxious version of WWE now, and I don't even watch WWE now. It's a bump in the road, shall we say. Yeah. And I guess it's just going to be the same going forward. It's uh, Tuesdays at Wednesday. Uh, Tuesdays at Wednesday. It's uh, Wednesdays <laughs> at 10 a.m. And I'll watch this next one to see if they change anything of the format and all that. And I might end up tossing that out there as far as like my opinion goes for the next hot tags and say like if anything's changed or something like that. If I don't, it'll be because nothing's changed and it's exactly the same type of show. But <clears throat> excuse me, if you like that show, then. Tell me what you like about it, because my opinion doesn't mean that it's perfect and all that other kind of stuff. I mean, everybody else has their own likes and dislikes. Tell me what you like about it. Maybe it might even wake up something in me. 
Let's move on to the next oldest story that we have, which is something that's going to factor into, at this point, tomorrow night, because it's past, uh, we're into Tuesday now. The Cruiserweight Championship has been renamed. It is the NXT Cruiserweight Championship. And on this next episode of NXT, we're going to have Leo Rush against Drew Gulak, so we might end up getting some kind of a title change there. Some kind of, meaning... Obviously, Leo Rush wins the title. It's not like somebody else will end up winning it. And that might factor into the draft. We might get something that switches things up as far as like Drew Gulak going to Raw or SmackDown. This kind of ties a little bit into one of the other stories, too, is that currently 205 Live is not scheduled for Friday again. It was scheduled for the last Friday, the one after SmackDown's debut. And then they just decided on Friday, nah, never mind. So... I don't know. Are they just canceling it and they did not want to can- to say that it's canceled and they rescinded this idea of, yeah, we're going to do it on Fridays. So then went, what the hell are you talking about? We're not going to do it on Fridays. Or was that the plan and something happened and somebody on the WWE Network side of things just didn't put 205 Live on the schedule for Friday? What do you think it's going on? Well, you and I discussed, I can't remember if it was on air or off air. The pacing of Friday Night SmackDown and how it was all over the fucking place. So I'm thinking maybe that's the reason we got a 205 Live on Friday. That being said, if it's not on the schedule now, then maybe quietly move on. Well, it's weird because if they don't acknowledge it, it's going to seem like a complete failure. Now, I mean, you could argue that it is a failure no matter what, because if not, then it would be doing great success and they'd be promoting the brand more and all that other kind of stuff. But if they just go like, hey, 205 Live is going to Friday, and then Friday comes along and they go, hmm, ignore that. And then they just say NXT Cruiserweight Championship and they don't acknowledge it at all. It is kind of weird that the Singh Brothers tonight on Monday Night Raw, they said they are 205 Live's best tag team. So they still acknowledged that 205 Live, according to at least the Singh Brothers, is still a thing. You would think the idea that they write all these things out and stuff means that that came through the system as being like, well, let's still act like 205 Live is still a thing. But what do you do with 205 Live? You can't have it to where it just doesn't exist and it's still a brand because then what brand is it? And now that it's the NXT Cruiserweight Championship, it seems all that more likely that it's just going to hang around in NXT and NXT UK, which means also another thing to keep in mind, the NXT Cruiserweight Championship, I think, I don't know if you agree or disagree with me on this, completely eradicates it from any main roster pay-per-view. Yeah. And I think that might be why they did it. I think they want that full integration to the NXT brand. That's a little shame because... That means no cruiserweights are going to get any kind of acknowledgement on even a card like WrestleMania. No pre-show stuff. No, like, I mean, I don't know if they would still play around with this or not, but it's weird if they were to do, like, an NXT championship match, technically speaking at that point, on, like, a Saudi Arabia show or, like, a Super Showdown. They could, because it's just, like, who who's going to, like, you know, really complain if that's the case. But, like, Buddy Murphy won the Cruiserweight Championship at Super Showdown. It was a regular pay-per-view. 
And if this is labeled NXT, they've never once, at least as far as I can remember, they've never had an NXT championship defended on a main roster pay-per-view, except for Evolution. And that really doesn't count. Yeah. But like I said, I think it's a good move for the brands. And did we really need to if I was? I think it was a good idea. I think that they dropped the ball, not the people. If they would have promoted it at all, because, you know, when's the last time you watched Raw or SmackDown and you heard anything about 205 Live? I'm going to go with never. Yeah. So, (laughs) it's WWE's fault. It's not the Cruiserweight's fault. And as far as when NXT happens, I mean, we don't know spoilers anymore. So, what you thinking? Is Gulak going to keep the title or are we going to get a new champion? Rush all the way. I'm leaning more towards Rush as well. I think that Gulak is going to Raw or SmackDown. Or they just want to move him out of the Cruiserweight thing. And they want Rush to be like, this is new. We got a title change. We got something different. Rush could be the small guy. He's the Cruiserweight. He's going to work with the other Cruiserweights. And Gulak, if he stays in NXT, he's just another guy. And he can fight for the North American title. He can fight for the NXT title, tag team, whatever, you know? It'll be very interesting to see on Friday if we start seeing people from NXT moving up. If we don't see anybody move up on Friday, I think that nobody's moving up at all. But we'll talk about the draft when it comes down to the draft. Let's talk about... This is an unfortunate situation. Jeff Hardy was arrested over the past week. Another DWI. Yeah. Talked about this many, many times in the past. We can reiterate the same points. It's a shame that that just keeps happening. It's a shame that Jeff Hardy just doesn't want to get help. Did and you see Matt's tweet about it? That was very, like, yeah, dismissive and just kind of, yeah. like, you know, eh, well, ain't my life. Uh, yeah. That kind of thing. And I don't blame that. And WWE did the same thing. They're like, he's responsible for his own actions. Well, they're just starting to do that with fucking everybody now. And I'm getting right. all... Uh, that's becoming a very tired rhetoric for me from them but to see matt be like listen i love jeff i gotta focus on my kids now sorry but it's true like anybody who's in that kind of position it's up to them to get help and as much as you can try to be like an anchor for somebody or if you want to try to help them get to that next level and all that no matter what you're not going to be the one that makes that step they have to be if Jeff clearly doesn't want to stop having those situations pop up, then he's just going to keep doing that until it's another bad situation and another one and another one. And eventually it's going to be too much, you know, which is sad. It's really sad. And I want to see him get help, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I want to spend too much time talking about this. It's really unfortunate. It's very depressing. But- and it's the type of thing that I wish we knew more about it, not just because of curiosity's sake, but I wish that people would just talk about those things. Like I would like Jeff Hardy to put out some kind of a statement and say like why he feels like he needs to keep going down this road, you know? Yeah. I think that'd be a really cool take on life. You know, just be like, fuck, this is my path. I I know it's reckless, but this is the path I choose. Fuck off. At the very least, put something out there. Cause anybody in that situation, they know that that's not the right situation to be in. There are kids, there are adults that look up to people like the WWE superstars. 
And even somebody like a Jeff Hardy, who's been around the block for so many different years, he's got people that look up to him. Put something out there and say, look, I am trying to figure it out. I can't figure it out. I keep making these mistakes. I keep going back down the same path. I know that it's not the right one. I just don't know what to do. Please don't follow my example. That would be, like, useful, but it hasn't happened yet, so... He is responsible for his own actions, and I, I can't so, blame that's him for anything else. But he no, is, what else and, are they going to say, you know? Yeah, like, but he really is, and I hope he gets help. Yeah. So I hope that next week we have some kind of report that's positive about that instead of another negative one. As far as reports that might be one way or the other, let's talk about the Mae Young Classic. <laughs> Because the May Young Classic is returning on November 2nd and November 3rd on Full Sail. Otherwise, uh, it's not completely at all. It's total bullshit and it's not happening. Well, <laughs> That's how this uh, this report this week went. It was, look at that, May Young Classic's returning. And literal pictures, too. Like I, literal pictures of tickets and logos. And it was on the official website. And then all of a sudden it was, sorry, I can't do it. Yeah, what is up with that? How can you have, like... I mean, I criticized WWE's website and other things a whole lot for the fact that, like, they know that this stuff is happening in advance. They should have that stuff planned out well in advance. Like, I, as, like, this rinky-dink, smart-out moment website in comparison to WWE, if I can have stuff written up in advance to where, like, if something happens, a title change goes down, I've got it written up and I post it on the website practically immediately... There's no excuse. Is the Mae Young Classic happening or not? It's either happening on those days or it isn't. It can't be both. So if you're WWE and you announce that it is happening, what what wires got crossed? It had to go to multiple different channels to be like, this is happening. Get the graphics, get the website, get the team to do it, set it up. This is when we announce it. These are the days, all that stuff. It went through all that. Just to be like, hey, take that down. As far as I know, there's not even a time frame that they've set and built in for November 2nd and 3rd on Full Sail. Are you aware of anything like that? Well, I looked. Okay, because initially it was a just a link. And I clicked the link and nothing on the Mayon Classic. Nothing even close to that day. And then Fightful Select reported, yeah, it was all on error. Hmm. So, Triple H had said that the Mae Young Classic was going to return later on in the year, about a month ago or so, and that seemed to line up, but I guess not, and now at this point, the way that WWE works, I would not be shocked at all if we get some kind of a random announcement that it actually is coming back, and it's just like that back and forth, 50-50, yes, no, yes, no, yes, no. But for those uh, couple of hours that it seemed like the Mae Young Classic was returning, I started brainstorming some things, and I was trying to think of people that could be in that tournament, and I was like, man, I don't know the landscape. Shotzi Blackheart, Brandy Lauren, a couple people that are in NXT UK, like, uh, oh god, what's her name? I'm blanking on it now. The really tiny girl that has been on a couple times to job out on NXT UK. Um, she wears all, right. all black. And she's got kind of like a veil. Uh, um, Shax. 
like sure. she seemed kind of impressive enough that they could put her in. You know, anybody that stands out that you'd like to see if they do bring that back? I would like to see Nicole Savoy. I always want to see Nicole Savoy. I think great place to debut Scarlett Bordeaux, among others. I think oh, that's right. Yeah, Scarlett's supposed to be popping up pretty soon. Mercedes Martinez. Yes. Ivelisse. Um, they yeah, got a whole bunch mostly... of new people like Rita Race and everybody who they. Just I'd like signed. to see Casey compete. Yeah, they still haven't said what's going on with her, have they? Because I think it's up to her. Hmm. Well, you know what's up to you, listening? You should be following us on Facebook and Twitter. Oh. (laughs) Well, the Patreon as well, but Facebook and Twitter is where I was going to go. But while we're talking about it, let's talk about the Patreon. It is up to you to show your support. And if you got some spare change and you want to toss it our way to help us keep the lights on and help motivate us to do some more projects and some different things that are happening here, then you got a buck, you got five bucks, you got ten bucks, whatever it is. Toss it to the Patreon, and if you're as generous as somebody like Guest 5 and you want to donate towards something that's a specific pick-your-poison type of thing where you can request an actual special feature, then go ahead and do that. Now, Guest 5 has done that for Fanboys Anonymous, which is my geek culture website for the movie reviews and different things that are on that kind of spectrum. And what we're going to be doing for that the next time around is Batman Mask of the Phantasm. We're going to do a fan tracks for that, so I'm looking forward to that. Not sure exactly when that's going to go up, because I don't know when we're going to record it, but that all depends. It's going to be sometime this week or next week or the week after that. <laughs> Let's put it that or, way. Or, or the week after that. It'll be sometime within the calendar year. It'll be between now and the next two weeks. Uh, I'm hoping to do it this week at some point, though. But if you want us to do something like how I mentioned last night, if you want us to do like a fan tracks for a previous Hell in a Cell match or the fact that we've got Crown Jewel coming up, if you want us to do some kind of a, a look back retrospective of last year's horrible crown jewel. And you really want us to put a, uh, put us through that torture or here's a, a suggestion that I had written down as a possibility of what we would do this week. If we didn't do the mock draft, for instance, and I don't know if, when we'll get around to it, if we ever get around to it, but if you donate to the pick your poison tier, then we will, which is one more match edge. That's something that, like, if you want to see us do that, and we, it's on a back burner right now, if you want us to just go, ah, we'll find the time to do it, donate to that Patreon. Keep that in mind. Uh, let's move on to AEW Dark. Tonight, now that it's Tuesday, they're going to air the Dark matches that they had recorded before and after Dynamite. I like this. I like it too. It's the type of thing that feels like it should have just happened a long time ago. Right. Like WWE has the network. Why aren't they just at like showing these kind of things and stuff? Unless it's stuff that obviously it's like, they're doing it just to be fun for just for the crowd. And you know, you're not going to like air every single house show and do all that kind of stuff. But like if AEW has the time where they want to throw some more matches out there and they don't have the time because they only have a two hour block of uh, the TNT network, then yeah, by all means, it's what uh, Shima against Darby Allen, I think, is one of the matches. It's um, and SCU against Jungle Boy, and it's Darby Allen versus Jimmy Havoc, and the winner gets the shot. Yeah, that's next. that's a, the next episode. I'm talking about the AEW Dark. Oh, so that's uh, Shima and Darby Allen, right? And I think that's it. I think it was SCU against uh, 
a boy and a boy and his dinosaur. Uh, a Go boy, Jungle Jack. A, small, a boy, a smaller boy, and their dinosaur. <laughs> Jungle Jack Perry, as Jr. would say. I think those are the matches. There might be some other ones too. I'm not remembering 100% off the top of my head, but like, hey, AEW Dark, an extra little bit of time to watch every week. That's kind of annoying that I have to do more work. <laughs> but at the same time, I'm not going to report on it on smartcatmoment.com. I'm sorry. I have way too many other things that I got to do, but it's cool that they're doing that. And I'm going to check it out because why not? Yeah. Unless I, I do decide to report on it. And if I do, then, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I, I agree. Very cool move. Yeah, I like that. And they have said already, too, for anybody that's wondering, that these matches do count towards the win-loss record, which is all that much more logical, which makes perfect sense. I just, like, if you're calling it a dark match and you're going to show it on YouTube, just fucking air it on the show. Yeah, but they don't have the time. Yeah. WWE has trademarked WWE Triple Crown. Yeah, I have a cool idea for this. It's like an in-your-house special. Ladies and gentlemen, we're coming to you live from Omaha, Nebraska. This is WWE's Triple Crown. Almost two hours of guaranteed WWE excitement. And we have a universal title, a WWE championship, and a Raw Women's Championship for tonight's Triple Crown. So it's like a, a bi-monthly thing. And it's just... Like the baby faces and their three challengers do the Triple Crown event. Well, Triple Crown would be if you win all three of the certain championships, depending on which type of error you're looking at. Like it used to be back in the day, if you won the tag team title, the intercontinental title, and the WWE title, the WWF title at the time. And then, of course, there's like, you know, did you win? The NXT tag team titles, the North American title, and the NXT championship. That's the triple crown for Johnny Gargano and Adam Cole. And, you know, you can kind of play around with that kind of stuff. And maybe the way that they do that is they have some kind of a special and they call it triple crown because that brand, whatever is doing that house show, they have those three titles are defended, like what you're talking about. But then it would I, have to be. I like that. Then it would have to be the Intercontinental or the United States, the uh, WWE or or the Universal, and the tag team titles that are defended. And then the women's don't get in the mix, and then that becomes a whole thing where it's like, well, you got to have the women in the thing, and then it's like, well, now it's Triple Crown plus one, and then you know it's that's kind of confusing. I hope that they don't ruin the name Triple Crown and make it something different where it screws up when people are saying, well, this is a Triple Crown winner. Then you're like, well, Triple Crown winner in which way? Like that kind of thing, you know, kind of like how there was that short time frame where they were referring to the NXT UK show as King of the Ring. Remember that? Like they actually put that up on WWE pay-per-views as like an advertisement for King of the Ring. And that was really strange. So. That would have screwed up King of the Ring. And I hope that they don't screw up Triple Crown. But there's potential. It is kind of weird, though, that we just had King of the Ring, and now we're having Crown Jewel, and now they're trying to set up this idea of Triple Crown. How many crowns are we going to have over the course of a month? (laughs) We have no idea when it's going to happen. I don't know what their plans are. We'll see. I need to do that. What's that? 
Neither do they. Yeah, well, they don't know either. That's true. Uh, let's talk about WWE Chronicle Goldberg. You didn't get a chance to check this out, did you? Well, I would like to see my whole triple crown idea. I honestly, I think <laughs> completely don't answer my question, but okay. What? What? <laughs> All right. You had a brain fart moment, didn't you? I was asking you if you had seen uh, Chronicle Goldberg. Oh, fuck no. Well, well, now that you asked, the Cruiserweight Championship is called the NXT. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, I did not see Chronicle Goldberg, and that's because I have too much shit to watch. (laughs) I say it's worth the the watch. It's something that is about 20-something minutes long. I think it's like half an hour. Does he shit on his his, uh, Saudi Arabian match? He doesn't shit on it, but he acknowledges that it was shit. All right, good enough. So, I say watch it, everybody, based on that one fact alone. It's the type of chronicle where, building up to that, he's talking about how it's hard for him to get back in the ring, but at the same time, he's got a lot of respect for The Undertaker, so he's doing this to try to prove to himself that he can hang, and of course, there's that type of thing where he's like, you know, everybody keeps saying that I, I can only do a couple moves. Well, you know, I'm going <laughs> to prove them. And then it happens, and they don't really, like, hang on it too much. But then afterward, he's like, I got to prove that I can be better than that and whatever. But they do show, and this is the highlight of the whole thing, they do show this meeting between he and Matt Riddle. And uh, Goldberg bumps into Matt Riddle, and it seems very intentional. And he goes, oh, I didn't mean to bump into you like that. And it's like, okay, okay, I see what you're doing here. And it's really funny. And really interesting because Goldberg is essentially taking himself extremely seriously. And Matt Riddle is like, he is as if like you're a cop talking to somebody who's stoned out of their mind. And they would be like, you know, like flashing the uh, flashlight in front of their face and being like, sir, are you on anything tonight? And it'd be like, I'm on everything, bro. Like, Like, he's sitting there going like, Hey, what's up? And Goldberg's like, uh, hey, I am not your bro. And he goes, all right, man. And then he's like, well, I could have been, uh, I could have been before and whatever. And he's like, all right, okay. <laughs> and, uh, Goldberg at one point throws in a shot and he's like, I'm glad you got your shoes on. And he's like, I don't need shoes, bro. And <laughs> it's like, it's fucking funny. You got to check it out. I'm it, not it, your bro. <laughs> it makes me think that there's either this like this weird vortex between the two where it's like they don't realize how both of them are are looking kind of weird in the situation or this is complete work like 100% work and this is their idea of like let's tell a story that we can get these two in the ring at some point and maybe Matt Riddle retires Goldberg or something like that it's got to be one or the other it's either it's a complete work where these two are oblivious of to how we can make fun of both of them <laughs> in the whole thing. And either situation's hilarious for me. It's, it's so fun. The idea of him just being like, I'm not your bro. And being like, all right, bro. Like, <laughs> I'm not your bro. All right, bro. Okay. Okay. All right. See you later. Like, you know, Oh man. Here's uh, a there's a movie. I'm watching quote. it now. Hold on. <laughs> Good. There's there's some kind of a movie 
Um, <laughs> what the fuck? I'm blanking on what it was where somebody's like, all right, well, see ya, or something like that. And it reminds me, oh, that's what it is. It's um, Dumb and Dumber, where there's the scene, one of my favorite scenes in the movie, where Jim Carrey comes out of the convenience store and he sees these two dudes and they're all just like drinking like 7-Eleven big gulps. And he goes, big gulps, huh? All right. Well, see you later. That's why I fight your bro. And it strikes me as like Riddle is that type of person in this situation where it's like he's just smiling. And it's fucking great. I love it. So if you have not checked out WWE Chronicle Goldberg, oh my god, watch this for that. At least watch that. It's great. I'm not your bro, bro. Uh the next special is happening on Wednesday at ten o'clock. WWE is going to have an NXT special for Tommaso Ciampa called Blackheart. Obviously, I haven't seen it yet because it hasn't come out yet, but I'll be watching it. We'll talk about it when we get around to it, but that's something to be aware of for anybody that's interested. And I got one more hot tag to talk about. Kylie Ray. Kylie Ray. If you don't know who Kylie Ray is, she is somebody who was on the All Elite Wrestling roster, and she wrestled at Double or Nothing, and it seemed like she was supposed to be kind of positioned pretty well. Like she was on par or higher than Allie. It seemed maybe a little bit below Britt Baker. And she stopped being a part of AEW. And there's been some like speculation about exactly how that's the case. And there's reports about that. It was some kind of a medical thing that it was some kind of possibly like depression or anxiety and all these other kind of things that when you don't know the information, you just start speculating. And then it becomes like, it could be complete nonsense and nothing has to do with anything or whatever. So we don't personally know. But she wasn't a part of AEW anymore. She got released or she quit or retired, whatever the case may be. Well, that latter term, I don't know if you can use it because she will be at the all glory event for mm-hmm. Impact Wrestling in Chicago. So she left AEW for whatever reason that they don't want to say. And now she's working for impact and there's no indication that I've been able to find that she is like signed to impact as opposed to just doing like a one shot or something. It's a one shot because it's Chicago and she's Chicago. But at the very least it's really weird, isn't it? Yeah. Especially the fact that, and you could tell by the thumbnail that I was like, I need to run with this, that you're going away from being all elite and you're going to be pairing for all glory. What is all glory for that matter? It's just a fucking name of the show. Cause bound for glory is. Did better. they just name it that because all elite wrestling is a big thing right now? No, like, I oh, think all, it's a, like, I think it's a co-promoted show with another brand. And I think it's just the whole glory thing. They should have just called it some other kind of version of glory. Like, just go on idiomsandphrases.com or whatever it is and just find, like, you know, glory, glory, hallelujah, or something like that. Like, <laughs> listen to Impact Wrestling, the glory, glory, hallelujah. Yeah, why not? All glory oh, just shit. sounds so weird to me. Laurenitis is on the headset that Goldberg special. Hmm. Didn't notice that. That's weird. Is he a producer again? I hope not. Maybe that would explain some of the things. <laughs> 
So what do you think is happening with Kylie Ray? Is she just going to pop up on Impact and then just not do anything no, else? Think... Or is she going to wrestle for Impact going forward? And this is like the, her lead in to get a deal there. She's going to come back to AEW. What do you think? Uh, I hope I... Uh, sorry, I just got swept up in this Goldberg special, which I'm going to go back now and say you should absolutely watch because that's an interesting... Um, that was interesting with Paul Hammond being like, I love you to Goldberg. That doesn't seem like the kind of interaction they would have. But I don't know. Kylie Ray, it's certainly alarming in terms of like, all right, why did you really not just go back to All Elite? What happened there? You know, it's starting to feel like more of a story. Mm -hmm. I've seen lots of speculation and just comments and stuff online and whatever like that. So, of course, take this with a grain of salt as well. None of this is coming from anything. This is just other fans and stuff sitting there going, what if it's this? What if it's that? I've heard people talking their point of view of this whole situation is everything from she must have heat with somebody in AEW or she must feel uncomfortable with somebody in AEW and she left because she didn't want to work with those people to... Well, her deal really sucked and she just wanted to get out of it and an impact offered her something better to, well, maybe she's going through something really hard and impact is just kind of there and it's just a coincidence and people go and, oh, this was the fucking plan all along and all this, you know, I mean, like everybody's jumping all over the gun with all, all over the gun, it's not a phrase, uh, jumping the gun with all over the place with so many Everybody's different... jumping the gun all over the glory. Yeah. There you go. Jumping the gun all over the glory event. <laughs> I don't know where I would lean on this whole thing. I think more than anything, just knowing nothing about the whole situation, I would kind of think that maybe something happened where she thought that she wasn't going to wrestle anymore. And it came about that she was able to. And Impact just sent her a message and said, well, if you want to, then how about you do this? And she's like, all right. Like I So she did... She popped up some random show. Freelance Wrestling, which was her home promotion, also Chicago, did uh, Battle of the Brands. Not a Battle of the Brands. A Gender Bender. No. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) You're all over the place tonight. (laughs) Guys, I'm... This is... The the tank is on E. I apologize. It was like... They call it the Game of Genders. Like Game of Thrones, but it was the Game of Genders, where it was just like an intergender. <laughs> That's show. not at all like clever. And <laughs> you can't just take Game of Blank and be like smart. No, you gotta you gotta do something that's rhyming with Thrones or something like that. Like do a fucking porno and call it Game of Moans. That's clever I, to a certain I would extent. have gone with Game of Bones, but Game fine. of Bones. There you go. That's that's the fucking sequel. Like you know. <laughs> Uh, now, obviously, she shouldn't necessarily do that, but that's a wrestling no, thing. Really. Uh, so, Shotzi Blackheart was supposed to do this thing, <laughs> but she had a double shot for Evolve. So, she's supposed to do All Glory it. or the game of. Uh, she's supposed to do the wrestling. game of genders, <laughs> but had a double shot for Evolve, so she pulled out of the event, and Kylie Ray stepped in. And she didn't say anything, but she wrestled. You know, she's Kyla Ray. Everything seemed okay. And it just led to this, like, all right, what's going on? Hmm. 
And now even more, I have this like, all right, what's going on there, Kylie? Yeah, very strange. Like, and let's be clear, I don't like the rumors. Oh, well, she's depressed. She's this, she's that. We don't know. Maybe it's all right to know. Maybe it isn't. I don't know. I don't know where as a journalist, because I saw a lot of weird stuff there where it was like, okay, but if there's a story here and you think that there's some something deeper here, isn't it our job as journalists to tell the truth if we know that there's something here? And But wrestling's wrestling, so people are like, fuck you, you don't need to know everything, respect privacy. It's, it's a weird thing. Point is, Kylie Ray is clearly not retired. She wanted out of AEW after one match. For whatever reason it is, whether it's a negative to AEW, a negative to her health, a negative to the work situation, like her pay or whatever. For some reason, Kylie Ray had some kind of a deal with AEW that went away. And it wasn't because she was forced to retire. Like, we know that by now. It's not that she's like, well, I got a bad back and I can't wrestle anymore. Unless she Shawn Michaels did. If she like, Shawn Michaels did that quick, then goddamn. No, like, then, you know? no, it's like, yeah, she's Smiley Kylie. She lost her smile. <laughs> My career is done. Lost her Smiley Kylie. <laughs> <laughs> she lost her Smiley Kylie. My career is done. And then, like, what, a couple months later, she's like, hey, look at that. I'm perfectly fine. You know, it would be really like one of those situations where I think I'd just like if I was working the way that people normally did with a, you know, a pen and a pencil instead of a computer and they used to just like throw their pencil up in the air and go like, you know what, fuck it, like that kind of thing. If like next week we get some kind of information that Kylie Ray is confirmed for the Mae Young Classic happening November 2nd, (laughs) (laughs) then I'll be like, oh, God damn it. I removed the fucking Mae Young Classic thing after I added the Mae Young Classic thing after I removed the Mae Young Classic thing after I fucking added the Mae Young Classic thing. And all right, fuck you then. (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I was, it was weird because they had tickets and I went to buy tickets. Sean Ross Sapp sent me a link to buy tickets and I was like, all right, I'm going to get tickets for this thing. And it wasn't there. It just wasn't there. <laughs> like, what the fuck, guys? What's the the over under or the which one are you going to bet on first? What happens to get more clarification? The world of pro wrestling figures out what the fuck it wants to do. Where we figure out what's really in Loch Ness. Uh, Loch Ness. <laughs> Probably at this point. Because wrestling is... A... I don't want to go on a fucking plug, but you know what? I'm going to do some plugs here, Danny. I work Fightful.com. One of the reasons I like doing that, they take wrestling journalism seriously. It's a site that has sources, legit sources, and... We, you don't make shit up. You don't jump the gun to post so you can get higher clicks. You wait to confirm stories with sources. Journalism and wrestling can be a real thing, guys. And more people need to start acting like it. Well, it's a good thing that I'm not a journalist. <laughs> you, know, you know what, sir? You're around them enough. I am a, I'm, I classify myself a pundit more that way i can have more an opinion and people aren't like 
hey, a journalist shouldn't have an opinion. I'll be like, fuck you. My job is to have an opinion. <laughs> you know what I mean? I should do that. Yeah. And more opinions will be coming your way. All the other things that we do in the future. Oh, I never mentioned my merchandise shop. Well, you know what? Plugs. If you want, if you want to support our opinions, yeah, you head no, on over to that Red Bull and Tea Public, and you get yourself some stickers or some shower curtains or some bath bombs. I'm sure Red Bull has those, but they now. probably have them. <laughs> if anybody's out there, if you buy a shower curtain from there, now look. Anything that you guys would pick up from any of the merchandise shops, there's the Tea Public and the Red Bubble for A Mango Teas, for Fanboys Anonymous, for like the movie puns and stuff like that, and the Smart Cat Moment stuff. Anything that you get, whether it's a sticker, which I think is the cheapest thing, or like a triple XL hoodie, which is like expensive and whatever, anything that you would get is greatly appreciated. However, I do think that it's weird that you can buy like leggings that have happy days. See, I think that's a making... good generic design, though. I think people really like that. Yeah, people don't know that. It's just Sean's catchphrase and stuff. Like, But, you know, maybe it is kind of strange if you wear leggings that have the I don't get high, I stay high joke of Mojo Raleigh. Where... Oh, hold on. Where's my... Here's the thing. Merchandise, Tony. Yeah, we don't have that yet. I can't think of a design for that kind of thing. Well, I should think of a design for that and something like uh, it boils down to and some of the other phrases. What's Callum's thing? Uh, why am I blanking on that now? Isn't it something like it's a situation where or something like that? Uh, uh, yeah, I'm blanking some, on it. Something of that matter. We'll, we'll talk to him on Wednesday. We'll, we'll get it right away. <laughs> Callum, tell us what it is. <laughs> but... If you do, for instance, buy, like, a shower curtain, that's, like, the cheap heat thing that says, whatever town I'm in right now sucks. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, that's a good shower curtain if you're, like, a traveler. That'd be great. <laughs> you just carry that around. Like, I'd love to see a picture of it. Like, but even if you buy a t-shirt or something like that, you know, send me a picture of yourself wearing it. Like, obviously, if you don't, you're not weirded out by that or whatever. And obviously wear other clothes other than just a t-shirt. <laughs> but, like... You know, I always think it's fun to see, you know, somebody buys like a, a Sonic the Hedgehog parody thing that I've got up or something like that. I always think that's cool. So if you want to pick up something on a merchandise shop, go ahead and do that. And if you want to follow Fanboys Anonymous and support that, follow that, subscribe to the YouTube channel, hit up that Patreon, follow the Facebook and Twitter, so on and so forth like that. But we do have other stuff coming your way. The week just never ends. And... At the very the least, that never I ends. fucking hate that song <laughs> so much. Not because it'll get stuck in my head or anything. I just hate it. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let me, let me do that better for you. This log is your log. <laughs> <laughs> so the next time you guys are going to be hearing from us is going to be something that we haven't done in three years. Wego and I, back at the brand split, when that happened, we did it, and we haven't done it since, which is a mock draft. And it's going to be a little bit different this time around. What we're going to do, and I'll bring down, break down more of what the actual specifics are when we get to the show itself, but essentially just a preview for it. The three of us, Callum and Rob and myself, are going to take the whole roster of everybody in WWE, and we're going to go through and we're going to pick them. We're going to have... No specifics as far as, like, this person's got NXT and they have to focus on the developmental side. Now, we're going to act as if it's just, like, three brand new brands. There's no 
this one's got the sports side for SmackDown and they're on Fox. Nah, that's too hard to do that stuff. So we're going to just go one by one, pick people. We're still going to try to figure out some of the little details about how, how many people are we going to pick that we're going to actually talk about versus how many people are we going to just go rapid fire, speed round and do. But more than likely, what we're going to do is pick around 20 to 30 people and we might split up the men and the women. If we split up the men and the women, we're probably going to talk about the first 10 picks for the women and then speed around the rest and then the first 20 picks for the men and then speed around the rem and try to get it to the point where we can figure out like who's the last picked because that's kind of fun to figure out too. Who's the one that doesn't get picked for kickball, essentially. <laughs> I'm really curious. I want to know how all these I'll rosters go down. I'll throw out a name, but then it'll happen or it won't happen. What name is that? I'll, I'll tell you after the show. Okay, we'll see then. Uh, but stay tuned for that because that's happening on Wednesday, and that'll be up sometime Wednesday night, most likely, maybe even Thursday, depending on when we record and everything like that. So go ahead and check that out because it's the first week that we're gonna have that we can do something fun. It's gonna be kind of an offshoot of play the game. Essentially, we are playing a game here, and then the next week after that, we're gonna have known by that point the Friday moves for uh, SmackDown. And then Monday Night Raw will happen, and we'll know those. And then we'll be able the to talk about the draft. Is it just the draft review, or is the draft review the main event? It might be switched. I'm not entirely sure. We'll see how it goes. And if you have any suggestions of what you'd like to see, drop a comment below. Tell me, because I'm always taking everybody's suggestions and seeing how we can factor that in. So keep that in mind. And you can follow me on Facebook and Twitter. You can follow Rob on Twitter at Dude Felice. You can follow Callum at Wigmaster14. He's not here, but you should follow him anyway. Uh, 2001 Wrestling Odyssey, our retro podcast. We'll be doing the August... The August... Oh, shit. The October... So what's your triple crown idea? Yeah, so October, Spaceship, 2001. Let's do it. I'm tired. Dirty, take it away. Well, don't trust me with doors, but at the very least, you can t- trust me with rounding out this podcast. Thank you for listening to this, everybody. We will see you the next time. But for now, this has been another Smart Count moment, and we're being counted out.